is on the block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. It's a new era here on the block. Welcome. It is uh, June 2nd. It is Thursday. We are excited because Eric Strickland is here. He is in studio. He is home, and he's probably a little bit tired after driving quite a bit. Uh, but uh, we'd like to welcome you back to Nebraska. And uh, can't say any any more than that. We're, we're very excited. Man, listen, you're not the only one excited. <laughs> I arrived last night, got some good sleep so I can be revived today. Oh, nice. There was this one place that I was looking for, bro. And I had been kind of communicating with this wonderful lady, Amanda Avenue, out there in Gretna. There's a place that I really like. Oh, and let's spot the and, and, and rest I think your head? the location, no, this is the place I'm looking to live. Oh, to live. Okay, I see what you're saying. So I just wanted to go check it out, and, and I show up, and that's how tight these, the, you know, Amanda is about her business. I show up, and it's like there's no way you can know that I'm – who I am or arriving, you know what I mean? Yeah. She walks up and she's like, um, I'm like, you must be Amanda. She says, no, you must be Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know, showed me around the place and listen, she just, so right before we're getting on the block, she calls me and is like, everything's been approved. You're good to go. We'll get, oh, get you we set go. up for tomorrow. I've got a place to live. Oh, man. It's all falling together. It's falling together, yeah. man. It's a you, blessing. You have a- Amanda <laughs> Avenue. Shout out to Amanda Avenue out there in Gretna. Took good care of your boy, Eastrick. All of the staff out there with Selden. Great people. Do you have your uh, U-Haul here in the parking lot? Is that where it is right uh, now? No, it's it's actually uh, outside <laughs> of my best friend's house, and I oh, think you, you know who, who he is. Yeah. Uh, he had a little space for me, a little, little extra room. Um, and so I was trying to wait. That's really the whole thing about it, Bach. I came in early. I was going to kind of make it a nice little road trip and, you know, stop maybe in New Orleans. And, yeah. You know, maybe stop through Dallas and then come up. And then I was just like 25, 26 hours, 20 hours. Give me a couple more days to do what I just did today to meet and kind of figure yeah. it out. Instead of getting here, having to unload the truck, throw it in a storage. Now I literally can go right to the place tomorrow or <laughs> Saturday. I don't want to be too tired on the block. I love the right. block, so I don't want to be too tired. <laughs> but go uh, at least Saturday morning and drop my stuff off and dump it off in the uh, in, in the new location. Yeah. That's gonna work out uh, work out nice and well for you. We're, we're glad that you're back. Man, um, can't, it was a long can't way, wait, Buck. Yeah, Buck, I, 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 was, I was riding, rolling, <laughs> had the car on the back. I felt like a trucker that was just enjoying the highway and the byway, and it, it, it was beautiful, man. I mean, uh, no no crazy storms. It looked like one was trying to pop up out there in St. Louis, uh, but uh, you know, I, I kind of took a little nap at a little hotel early in the morning. Got up, 
three hours, boom, hit back, nothing. And uh, so it was good, man. I think those, those, you know, I think everybody every now and then, box should just hit the road and just really, because we, we've got away from that, right? Yeah. Like, back in, you know, you're, you're a lot younger than Stricky, but... <laughs> Back in the day, man, I remember those days just really me and my pops and family, you know, we would just kind of cook some chicken because, you know, chicken could like be cold. You can eat it yeah, cold. Yeah, it's not and, too bad. Yeah, and, you know, throw some bread together and, and some snacks and some drinks and roll out, right? Um, and then we got away from that. And so, uh, you know, I, I really do. I think probably once, no long, maybe twice a year, I like to hit the road and just drive somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, and I think now that I'm back here and I just got to observe, you know, just, I just really got to look around a lot more than you normally do, you know, cause normally you just kind of be focused on whatever the task is at hand. And I yeah. just really just found myself just kind of observing the beauty of our country and, you know, places and cities and what makes them different. And, you know, even here riding to Lincoln today, just looking at just the landscape. And and so I think every year I want to get an RV, rent an RV for about 14 days. Yeah. And just ride out. It's a road trip. Yeah. And like the next one, I, I've already went east. So I've did it before. And I went east and kind of went you know, the, the southern part of the country up to about D.C. area. Oh, okay, yeah. And then uh, kind of came back through the Tennessee area. And this next one, I want to go west. I want to go south, you know, the southern sector yeah, through southwest. Texas. You know, New Mexico, hit Phoenix, hit the Grand Canyon, and then go up the the Pacific Coast Maybe Highway. Maybe see Vegas there for a second? Well, <laughs> Pacific Coast first. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And then come back through Utah, Tahoe, down oh, yeah. into Vegas and shoot on back. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. Did you have any close calls with uh, animal crossing the road or anything? N- listen, I saw a lot of deer oh, yeah. that were laid out. And normally they come oh. out at night, right? Yeah. They were laid out and across, but I didn't get into that Midwest sector, so I was more in the city sectors. Oh, yeah before in the daytime so you know obviously i wasn't gonna have to deal with that but i definitely yeah. saw some deer laying on the side some armadillos and all oh, that yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well that's that's good news nothing went wrong uh on the way here and, and i agree with you it is you know did you have uh do you have your cell phone turned off do you have the, the beats going or did you just kind of try to like uh I, I don't know just free your mind i suppose while you're driving um, so you have those moments of quiet yeah you'll have that at certain points um, obviously you're, I was in the U-Haul. So, um, you know, other than trying to log in the stations, what I did was I ended up setting up my iPad in a manner to where it was some visibility. So I, you know, had videos on it sometimes, watch YouTube sometimes, oh, yeah. throw a movie on sometimes, not where I'm sitting there just looking, <laughs> not at, looking the screen, at the screen, yeah. but you know, <laughs> you, you get a glance if there's a, you know, you kind of hear something, yeah. you kind of get a glance and you know, you're back at it. But yeah, it was a lot of that. A few phone calls, talking to friends. And thanks to my friends, you know, Tim G, Ter- Tim Grayman. Um, um, shoot, there was a, a couple other friends that, that reached out, you know. Uh, so it was good, man. It was just, it was good. Thanks thanks to all those 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 friends that reached out, man, and, and just checked on me, made sure I was good and, you know, I was getting rest or I was, you know, awake. So that's that's pretty dope, man, when you got good friends like that. Yeah, know? somebody is bringing up it, that it was uh, was it, it kind of tough to fill up the tank every time, the gas Listen, prices. Listen, my boy, <laughs> I don't care if it's unleaded or not. I'm glad it wasn't diesel. Like, I'm glad oh, yeah, it was unleaded, know. you know, regular. Unleaded. Yeah. But, no, to fill that that piece up, man, 
it was a good 150 a oh pop. Oh, my goodness. Minimum. Yeah. You know, and if it, if I let it kind of run down, sometimes I was kind of te- – one time I got scary boxing. <laughs> you tested it. So, no, I'm I, where was I? I was – um. I was I was in I want to say it was kind of Missouri, Kentucky. Um, it, it was it was kind of this little little kind of sector where Illinois. Yeah. It was kind of one of these little, where you could kind of go Illinois Carbondale area. Oh yeah. Where so I, I think I was on twenty seven, and there was not stop traffic like the traffic was lit, and you know me I'm I'm like. I've got to dip. I've got to figure out how to get around this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I saw like 55 was over here, but it called me to have to kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. And I did that and checked my, um, checked my gauge and was like, Ooh, I need to find a spot. And yeah. I literally found a spot just in time, but it was like 170 something. Oh yeah. Yeah. So my I had to goodness. fill up. Uh, you're, you're you're getting like eight miles to the gallon, <laughs> right? In the the gallon. And I had to fill up. I I would have to say at least eight times. Oh my, yeah, that's so. uh, that's that's too bad. But <laughs> it's part of the deal. You know, it's, it's, it's part of it. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but but here that's that's why I decided to do it myself. Like, I'm like, listen, I could have uh, I could have paid somebody to do it. Yeah. Uh, the guy that actually took me down to um to Florida. Um, I had him drive it, you know, I, I paid him like 1500, um, then gas and then a night hotel and then I had to fly him back. So I would have had to fly him yeah, you'd add to a Orlando, lot more costs here. get a ticket and you no know, ticket prices right now isn't like great, great. Plane it's nice, tough to find. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's you're looking at another grand or so on top of that, the fifteen on top of that gas, and you're talking about hotel for the night and food. Yeah. So I said, just do that yourself. Save that. You know, I'm being kind of frugal. Yeah, especially since you you needed an open road. You felt like the need for the yeah, open road man. too. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad. I bet felt like Willie Nelson, my boy. <laughs> I bet you're a little bit glad that it's over though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not yes. done driving for now. Some people are surprised I did it in the time I did it. I think I slept maybe three, four hours. Oh wow, yeah. Total, and I, the rest I rode out. Wow, yeah. I I wouldn't do that. I definitely need to sleep myself. Uh, wh- well, over the weekend, I suppose uh, we haven't had you on the last I couple know, of days. Man. You've been moving. What's been going on on the block? Yeah, there's been a few things going on. Um, specifically, not a surprise, uh, as as we kind of knew. Um, Lat Main had made his decision uh, a few days yeah, prior, but yeah. now Trey McGowan's I heard um, going I pro. Yeah. yeah. What do you, What do you think about it? Uh, we've um, obviously, I think we've all kind of felt like that was the way that it was leaning towards so we didn't have to uh necessarily prepare for this oh no it's a big loss um but yesterday was the day where a lot of guys uh it was kind of like the last day to withdraw your name uh so it's official Trey McGowan's is off to the pros and won't be won't be here to help out Nebraska anymore and and a lot of people probably saw that coming with Bryce leaving and just his age the injuries and all that stuff um his athleticism we saw him at a, in a, at a lakers workout um what do you think his, his chances are to to get get going somewhere in, at the nba level well real before i get into that a couple people on the text line are funny <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to big frank you know he says come on strict 
He says, do you really think people are going to be going on road trips with the price of gas right now? I feel you. I absolutely understand. It was a necessity for me, so yeah. unfortunately I had to do it. And it's it. summer, so they always jack yeah, the prices exactly. up in the summer. In so. that time in May, it, it yeah. normally goes up anyway. And then Ben comes out and says, you know, I've driven to Nebraska, uh, from Nebraska to California and back several times, and the desert is absolutely stunning. That's why I want to make that trip. So, nonetheless um, – we're talking about um, our guy, McGowan's, Trey. Um, we've talked about that before, right? Right. And I think Trey has tremendous potential to make it. Um, I, 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 I would venture to say the best way of if I could paint a picture to it, and, he, and it's sad that he's not playing right now. Uh, shout out to Gary Payton II and, you know, his dad – who was the biggest trash talker in the, in the NBA. I think I might've told the story about him on the block before. <laughs> um, but you know, Gary Payton, the second, he reminds me of him. Hmm. Gary Payton, the second coming out of college um, was a very streak shooter. Not much of a consistency in his jumper. Great, great defense, hands, moves, feet, strong, had all of those components and just really struggled to break through, um, spent a lot of, you know, I would say good four or five years in the G League, and then he finally found the right fit. I can see Trey McGowan's having that same trek unless he finds himself on a team, and I, I would say it could possibly happen in three years at the earliest for Trey, yeah. or it can be on the same path of Gary Payton a second. I think, again, I felt Trey is inconsistencies with his jumper is going to be a limiting thing for him. It's going to either be that it's a team that just loves him and what he brings to the table defensively. The problem with that is that there are, there are a lot of three and D guys that have the capabilities and capacities to do both. Right. Um, You know, so that's why I think there may be a hindrance as, as far as the times, schedule unless he lands with the perfect situation injuries happen he gets a couple of call-ups and he just sticks right um another example would be the martin twins oh yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah very good defenders um get after you strong about the same size um athletic but it took them some time as well and they spent some some time in the g league so that's um um i wish him well um, I hope that he he does land. I think it's going to be tough. Uh, as long as he doesn't get frustrated and he understands the process, that it's, it's, he, he's under and he has good leadership and management and good agent that's really helping him through this process because it can, it can be very heart-wrenching. You know what I mean? Yeah. You feel like... You're not wanted sometimes, and you know you feel you bring something to the table, and just no one wants what you have to offer. So that's that can that can really break down your ego a little bit. But if he stands through the process, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean again, his his numbers aren't going to jump out. He only averaged no. like seven and four this past year. Um, obviously, was dealing with that injury. His high for his his career um, at Nebraska averaged ten point seven. Uh, his uh, junior season, I suppose, or whatever that would be. It's hard to say these years these days with what what year it is. But it's uh, third season. Um, his freshman season actually at Pittsburgh, he averaged eleven point six points per game. Um, but you could always see the athleticism was there. Um, it was fun, you know. Every once in a while, I mean, he would he was not shying down from going for the big dunk. 
Look, he was looking mm-hmm. to posterize um, somebody. Mm-hmm. So the athleticism is something um, that can translate. I know a lot of people um, would would describe it as an outsider's chance, and I think that's the case too. Do you think his uh, his uh, his uh, um, relationship with his brother who's at least going to get a look for and maybe a, a first round draft pick maybe early second whatever the case may be um he's going to be a, a somewhat of a prized possession within a uh within an organization as far as a, a guy with upside do you think that that can help him or is that not going to do too much i mean that you talk about the just the inner workings of rubbing elbows and having a connection and all that um Maybe it can help, but at the same time, we didn't we didn't see uh, Blake's Griffin Taylor make it. We right. didn't see you know Leangelo's not in in the NBA, so you know it, it's going to take a little bit more than that. But at least he has the athleticism and a connection. Do you think that that connection can help? I mean, it's always good to have a connection. Uh, I mean, because you know, so here's how it worked for me. Um, I don't know how he did in his pre combine. Because I don't think he went to the combine. Right. No. He probably went to Portsmouth. I'm I'm willing to venture to say he went to Portsmouth. Um, I don't know how he did there. Um, he's going to get a look at summer league, so it's going to there's going to be a couple opportunities that are going to present himself. And I think if you if you enter into that process understanding that you're not playing for the team yeah. that you're playing for, you're playing for 32, and when you play, you play as if. Your life depends on it, not for that team. Because when I went to camp, I played with New Jersey, who had just drafted Kerry Kittles, and they were stacked. They had Jason Kidd and, yeah. you know, all of that crew, right? Um, I also went to Indiana, who had Travis Best, Mark Jackson, and they were trying to force me. Remember, I'm a player. I'm not, I wasn't a traditional point guard. Right. So it really was the best fit for me. And I played terrible. I was sick at Portsmouth. I was throwing up blood. Um, I was weak. I I didn't feel I played good at all. I just said, I'm hustling. I'm going to scrap. I'm going to dive. I'm going to hustle. And it was one guy by the name of Ron Akers that was sitting up in the stands that just liked what I had to bring to the table. One guy. And he calls me up and says, hey, we want to bring you to vet camp. That's what he's got to look for. He's got to play with that type of, you know, uh, fervor and passion as if his life depended on it. Not that he's playing for that team, but that he's playing for 32. Yeah, I I can't wait to at least see it and and kind of follow his path. Probably like you said in summer ball and 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 just kind of see you know where it lands. Uh, do you think that is uh, obviously the, the one skill? I mean, and maybe you could get to the NBA based on really specializing in a skill. You obviously got to have you know everything pretty well rounded out and not be terrible at stuff. But do you think that his on ball defense is is up to snuff to cover? Um, you know, to be kind of a specialty player in that in that way in the NBA, or do you think that um, it's it's not quite there yet? I I I want to say this, and this is why I think he he's he's three years possibly. Mm-hmm. The way that they're letting the play, he's coming in at the right time for the way and the style that he plays. Very reminiscent to my style, physical. Yeah. Right. He's coming in at the perfect time that they're now allowing defenders to play with a little more physicality, i.e., Marcus Smart ish. Yeah. Right. So if he can do that and show that kind of physical presence because here's why most of a lot of the guards that are coming out of college, they're not used to that. So if he can be effective in disruption and disrupting 
you know, offensive set because disrupting is not necessarily getting steals. Disrupting is in the NBA. Disruption is 24 seconds, taking that clock down, not allowing them. So basically with 94 feet pressure, they're barely getting over with the shot clock, you know, at the 16 second. Now trying to get into a set, you're forcing them. You're at 10 seconds. That's disruption, right? If he plays with that type of passion and fervor, now they can't get into nothing quick enough. you got to force them into a, a bad opportunity and shot. If he can show that with the physicality, then he may have a chance to land somewhere. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's definitely leaning on the defense. is definitely uh, his path, and, and we'll see if he gets a chance. I don't know how it reflects well on Nebraska um, in either of the case because then it would be, if he does make it to the NBA, then, you know, with Delano Banton, you would have had two on that team and then two on the Bryce, you know, having the Browns brothers. But uh, uh, either way, it's, it's not it's not a question all the way of talent at Nebraska. We know they've had – at least a little bit of it. They just haven't been able to get it together. How do you think that this decision, uh, does it help or, I mean, obviously not help, but does it hurt Nebraska too much? Um, outside of the idea that we kind of already knew it was going to happen, um, do you think that he'd be on par for a, a big jump this final season, or do you think that this was, uh, you know, he'd, he'd be about what he was at Nebraska? Well, I, I think he would have had a, a really good opportunity to be the guy, um, you know, on both sides of the ball. Um, I, again, I don't think there's nothing that he did ultimately wrong. I think his decision-making was affected because he he made bad decisions, sometimes overpressed. I mean, I know I've been there. I've done that yeah. where, you know, stuff shuts down and you try to overdo something and you're diving into two and three defenders thinking you're going to – yeah, no, you don't do that. I mean, I don't, I don't think I did that too much. I, I was probably – I might have pulled up for a mid-range or something. But, yeah. but that same thing. I think for him, um, those aspects hurt. The injury, the time off, um, not being able to f- show the consistencies. And so he comes into a situation very similar to me, people saying streaky shooter, too small, doesn't play point. And you got all these things that people are – so you've got to dispel that. But you don't have enough time to dispel that. You don't want to go into summer league trying to force and – Yeah, dispel, do it all at once. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So he's gotta he's gotta really rely, make good decisions, and if he stays focused on the defense, making good decisions, and when the opportunity presents, that's what a team will be like. I like him, because guys, this is what scares me about Bryce, right? Yeah, Bryce is if you if if anybody online right now has an opportunity to just go and watch combine workouts. If his agent or people around him didn't tell him about preparation and what that's going to be like, I have a fear that he's he he kind of comes in with a nonchalant coolness and that's not going to work. So I got scared that he's going to try to go into summer league or he's going to go try to do something or in his workouts or in his five-on-five sessions that he's trying to prove which you never look good trying to prove. You look good try because there's no one going to expect Bryce you're not going to be in the top lottery. Right. So there's nobody going to be expecting you to become something and unless you find the right situation like Jordan Jordan Poole where Clay Thompson's out. Now you're going to get an opportunity unless yeah. that happens you trying to go in there and Joe Forte I, I mm-hmm. told you about that Boston situation. Him was trying to do that. You end up forcing, missing, make, you know, and then you're not prepared. Then 
you're gonna you, you're gonna do a disservice to yourself. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to see what the future holds for the McGowans. It was a it was a fun year, at least or two years, especially for Trey there. Um, individually, not so much for the teams, uh, and we'll see if Nebraska can turn that around uh, going forward too. As obviously that it, uh, it's interesting though that Nebraska's at least had those guys on campus, just hasn't been able to turn it around and win. Uh, we're talking the other day too, like. Between baseball, football, and basketball, Nebraska did have the worst winning percentage of the the Power Five teams that didn't make the, you know the tournament, their postseason, in any of them. Um, but all that being said, it was actually kind of at least you at least you kind of had fun throughout it, right? I mean, the the three and nine season it could only be so much fun, but at least there was a lot of close games and uh, national TV audience all the time. And and for the basketball side, at least you had a, your five star recruit. At least you had a, a, you know some athleticism there. It would have been nice to see if they could have better rounded that season out with Trey for a little bit longer. But in any case, uh, let's see if Kevin Meyer is in the hallway. I don't know if I saw him yet, but it is uh, Thirsty Thursday, so we'll see. I hope so. If he's here, it's time for Thirsty Thursday. If not, we'll roll on. (laughs) Yeah, you're ready for a drink. We'll do that next year on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. He's out there.